The Pinball Network is online. Launching Free Play Pinball Podcast. Coming at you out of Jacksonville, Florida and St. Charles, Illinois. It's the Free Play Pinball Podcast. Here they are, Amanda Hamilton and Bill Webb. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Free Play Pinball Podcast, episode 19. I am the hostess with the mostest, Amanda Hamilton, and it truly is the mostest wonderful episode because apparently Bill Webb got tricked and he's not going to be here tonight, so I have an even better co-host. I have Craig Bobby from The Pinball Show. What's up, Craig Bobby? What is up, Amanda Hamilton? How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on your show. It's uh, it's a real honor and a privilege to be here. Well, I'm happy that you said yes, because we have stuff to talk about. Ooh, don't we ever. Yes. So for our listeners who do not know or live under a rock or like me and are like 16 years behind on podcasts, Craig Bobby was originally the stern newscaster for the pinball show Mm -hmm. and has since stepped up his game. I'm pretty sure you're like part mahogany table. (laughs) You know, they promoted me with with that in mind. I, I figured they did. So you are now covering all news for the pinball show. You also can be found lurking after hours with the very delectable Joel Engelberth. We on on Discord know what a thirst trap he is there. (laughs) <laughs> sorry I, I couldn't say it with a straight face love you joel uh we missed you at expo um yes and people he, have used other words but but i'm sure he would uh he would approve of thirst trap yes well i'm not allowed to use the words that dave dennis uses because we try to keep this show <laughs> relatively pg-13 and then every once in a while we can also find you streaming with our one and only sweet baby din din on Watches with by Dennis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm getting around a little bit these days. That's for sure. So what do you do in your free time? <laughs> Go to work? <laughs> that's laundry? A, that's a good question. You know, life life was so much simpler at Expo, don't you think, Amanda? Like, oh I keep gosh. thinking back and like, what well, it felt so easy being there, you know? And now things seem so difficult not being there. That's because now you're the adult again. We didn't have an adult at Expo. It was great. I mean, Manu was there, but fuzzy though. So yeah, exactly. This was your first expo. It was my first. It was it was a, a great experience. I I didn't know really what to expect. I I was very excited to be there, obviously, and and was hoping for the best. But I was, you know, you know, when you go to somewhere and and you have really high expectations. I was trying to avoid painting a picture in my mind about what it would be like, and. Um, and thankfully, at the end of the day, it, it far surpassed anything that I was uh, I was thinking it was going to be. It was it was so, so much fun. It was a ton of fun. I'm sure your expectations were not helped by the reviews from last year because last year's expo was my first expo. Hence why I wanted to have you on here because you're like me, like you're you're excited. You love this hobby. You just have this great, upbeat, like never ending personality that I absolutely adore. So I was really curious your take on it because I know what it was like for me last year. And everybody else was like, expo sucked. And I'm like, well, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool because it was my first show. So Mm -hmm. was this your first show ever? It was my first show ever in the uh, in the pinball world. And uh, and I was 
I was really I think the thing that I was most taken back by was how amazing just the everybody was there. It didn't matter if they were a vendor or a patron or a media provider or a distributor. Everyone was so friendly and welcoming and it was just a great atmosphere in general to be there. You you kind of got an unusual expo experience this year, I think. Um so let's back up. Let's go to day prior. So Wednesday, the tailgate show. Mm-hmm. You had been messaging. You were stoked. Like you were amped up to an 11 the whole day. Could not wait to get there. You were on the tailgate show for flipping out that Wednesday night, pumped, ready to go. Like I'm sure your bags were packed and by the door. It was like a kid waiting for the last day of school. Yeah. And I regretted not being at that tailgate party the, the entire time. I was like, I would oh, tell you it was I... awful, but it wasn't. It was amazing. It was so I much know, fun. It looks so good. And Steve Beattie always puts on a, a dynamite show with Bill there. And it, and it, it he, they did it up to the nines as usual. They did. They did. I was lucky enough to get to sit on the chair for a little bit. And I mean, we had some amazing um, guests there. We had representation from Jersey Jack with Peter Dorn, who was there last year. We had Eric Minier, who was there last year. But this year we had some new guests, too. So we had Keith Johnson there. We had Dwight Sullivan there, who mm-hmm. y'all know I heart me my Dwight. Um, we, <laughs> love me some Dwight. We had Jerry Thompson there. Uh, we had a lot of really cool guests. Scott Denise stopped by again, which we always love our visits from Scott. So it was kind of a different group, but it was really neat to hear the stories. Um, I, I apologize for any of our listeners who watched and didn't enjoy it. I had a hell of a time. So, you know, you guys do you. It was cold. It It looked freezing. Oh, my God. It it was freezing. All I remember is at one point, um, uh, George Fisher's uh, girlfriend slash partner, Janelle, came onto the came onto the um, came into the the video Mm -hmm. and she was wearing a toque, you know, uh, because it was so so freezing outside and a down jacket. And I was like, oh, it looks like it's going to be cold there. It's got to be cold. It was it was below freezing. I actually had messaged you, I think, the day before because I was trying to find cold weather clothes because you live in that great country up north mm-hmm. of the border. And I'm like, um, I'm a Florida girl. What am I supposed to wear in like 30s? We don't, I don't do know that how you here. survived. Honestly, I don't know how you survived that. I know. Luckily, it was only for two days. And I did find a puff jacket when I got back. It didn't help. <laughs> so Wednesday, you were amped. Thursday, we're getting ready for flipping the scripts. And you kind of got pulled into that because somebody threw your name out there when we had a spot open for a guest. <laughs> I don't know done such a thing. <laughs> so you were asked to present as a guest host with a very, very special, very awesome guest for Flipping the Script mm-hmm. on Autism, the 12-hour stream that we did with the Loser Kids, Poor Man's, um, there were more TPN, like, just everybody was there. Josh Roop and Scott Larson from Loser Kid did it up amazingly. We'll touch on that here in just a few minutes. But like, what was going through your mind? Were you nervous? I was. I was terrified actually, and I I uh, hardly got any sleep the night before. I was terrified that my flight was going to be delayed. Luckily, it was like on time, no problems. Um, Except I got that the you airport. flew into the wrong airport. <laughs> I flew into the wrong airport, but why? <laughs> something had to go wrong but uh yeah when i booked my flight i thought i was being so smart by booking into a, like a smaller regional airport here both here in toronto and then it was I, and it landed in midway i'm like yes i'm gonna avoid the big o'hare problems and there's not gonna be any delays or, or fewer chances of delays 
But and then I realized as you were like, oh, yeah, well, you know, maybe we can come pick you up. And I'm like, oh, you don't have to bother with that. And you're like, oh, no, be no problem. It's only about 20 minutes away. I'm like, awesome. And then <laughs> and then later that day, you're like, um, you know, Midway is like 50 minutes from the, <laughs> from the convention center. <laughs> what was it you said? That I could like... drive there faster than I could get <laughs> from the airport to the venue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you it... made it. I made so, it. I made it. Yes. So you had a very special guest that is very close to my heart. Um, he's one of the reasons that I love pinball. Um, he's also the reason I wasn't allowed to interview him because we don't <laughs> act like adults <laughs> together. That's right. Speaking of adults, you're being hi, Mike. Yeah, I see him. My husband and his you're famous a, finger and belly button behind the guests. Your amazing husband, Mike Hamilton. Oh, boy. Boy, he really made my expo as well. well uh, I, I miss Mike so much. You can have him. I'll send him up we, to you. We talked about trading places. We we talked about we talked about me coming down there and Mike and I would sort of uh, just swap. Know. Yeah, exactly. Well, for a while there, we <laughs> thought that he he had put the wrong dates in for vacation. So I had actually reached out and I was like, I'm in search of an expo husband. And my list of demands were very reasonable and very wife-like. Yeah. It was bad. So back, to, back except to, Mike and I were going to live together, and and we were going to ship you north. So sorry. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have cleaned up the kids' bedroom yet. Then, if you guys are planning on doing that, but sure, that's fine. I'm taking Godzilla with me. That's what I get in this separation. So, so you got to interview Eric Minier from Jersey Jack Pinball. Yeah. Yeah. Such a nice guy. But I had never met Eric before, and I, I, you know, I'd seen him on other interviews, of course, when. Um, when um, uh, flipping out um, did that amazing expo um, on on Guns N' Roses where they did uh, where they did the the reveal and the interviews with uh, with the team that was working on Guns N' Roses. So that was sort of my first um, opportunity to really uh, get introduced to to Eric uh, just watching that and 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 was hoping that he was going to be as nice, uh, you know, in person and easygoing. And he was that and and more. Um, we just had a great conversation during the during the charity stream. The hour and a half that we had, I was I was terrified it was gonna like seem like you know ten hours forever. But, yeah. But it was like ten minutes. I mean, mm -hmm. we just started talking, and next thing you know, an hour had blown by, and George was like George Fisher, who was the um who was the producer for the for the entire twelve hours. Man, what a what a uh, love George. He did phenomenal. What a wonderful job he did during that whole time. Um, and I know Zach. And Dennis uh, talked uh, at length about about him. But I, you know, in thinking back on the on the job he did, the guy was there for 12, more than 12 hours because he had to set yeah. up. It was like on the 12th hour, it was like his his first five minutes. You know, he was as chipper as he was when the when the stream started. And it was just unbelievable how patient he was with everybody, how the stream kind of went off technically without much of a problem at all. And he was always right there to tell you how much time you had uh, between, you know, when you did a little commercial break. Um, he made sure that the rig uh, that was that was set up around Deadpool that we were we were playing was uh, was functioning all the time. Anyway, he just did a fantastic job. So when we sat down, when I sat down with Eric, I was I was terrified that, um, you know, we were going to run out of questions very fast. But Eric is so. Uh, well spoken and has so many great stories about his time designing 
um, GNR uh, and working with Slash that uh, honestly, I could have probably talked to him for four or five hours. The guy, you know, the number of stories he had and the um, and and just, you know, the his mindset about how he designed that machine was just fascinating. So such such a such an easy guy to talk to. And I actually felt like, wow, I really hit the lottery and being able to talk with him uh, during that time. Eric is awesome. And I know when you first found out that that's who you were assigned to, you were, you were, uh, you were a little apprehensive. You weren't really sure what to discuss. I think you were going back in the catalog of news that you have reported to make sure there were no, like, sad stories about Eric. <laughs> what which, have I said? What have I said recently that might be a little <laughs> harsh? What might he remember? He's been there 10 years. Crap, this is going to take a while. Um, and I mean, I was a little nervous about my guest too. I yeah. I was oh. with Keith Elwin, yeah, and we've had Keith on the show before, and he was fantastic. Um, he has answered some really ridiculous questions for my very noob self, so I was I was nervous though, especially considering we were hoping that we would get a lot of questions, fan questions, because we did have a prompt. Like again, George did such a great job. So we had monitors set up in front of us that were very easy to read. We could all read the questions coming in from the live chat. And I was concerned Keith couldn't talk about his newest game, which is the 60th anniversary edition of James Bond. So I'm, I'm like reaching out to him and I don't know if you did this with Eric or not, but I'm reaching out to Keith and I'm like, so what do you want to talk about? Because um, I don't think we're allowed to talk about Bond. And he's like, well, if we talk about Bond, I don't know anything. And I was like, uh-huh. So what yep. do you want to talk about? And he's like, well, we can just answer questions as they come in. I was like, so they're all going to be about Bond. So do you like puzzles? I could bring a puzzle and we can just sit there in silence for an hour and a half. Same thing, though. Like, I was terrified. Yeah. We're going to sit there for 90 minutes. Just completely, ridiculously silent and awkward. Everybody there was great. Uh, come to find out that was, for those who didn't watch the stream, let me back up. For those who didn't watch the stream, we had a table that we were set up at where we could answer questions. And then there was also a Deadpool that was set up. This Deadpool has a history. I kind of want that Deadpool now. I know. It reminded me how amazing that game actually is. It's so oh, fun so and good. so uh, it's just and so approachable. You know, much like um, Keith and Eric, the, uh, it was just a, a blast to get on it and have fun with these guys. Who, by the way, you know, everyone knows that Keith is heralded as um, you know one of the greatest pinball uh, tournament pinball players of all time. He's okay. I Eric beat him on ball no one. Eric is no slouch either, by the way, and had never really put any time on Deadpool. Meanwhile, the guys, you know, were trying to chase you guys. <laughs> well, we were going had... after Steve Bowden. So Steve <laughs> Bowden got on there before us. And mind you, this is Travis Murray's Deadpool. So Travis isn't a slouch either. I've heard no. he's like, you know, Monica's better, but I've heard that he's okay. He's okay. He's He's an up and comer. He's an yeah. up and comer. Monica's, you know, she's trying to take her time with him and kind of show him the ropes and she not let him get too patience. ahead of himself. I know. I know. Oh, she was there too. Travis <laughs> and Monica are amazing. So so we get on this Deadpool. Steve Bowden gets on there and he grand champs Travis Mary's Deadpool at like a billion points, I think is what it was. Keith and I go on right after that. And I beat him on ball one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just stood around bored. 
for like 20 minutes while he grand champed it at 1.2 billion. And then you and Eric went on. Yeah. And like you said, Eric hadn't really had much time on it. So Eric ended up with like half a billion. Yeah, I think about 500 and change for Did sure. Did you at least put up a fight on that one? No, not yeah, really. I, I mean, <laughs> I was oscillating between trying to trying to be a little more slapstick and 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 funny and trying to actually focus on playing pinball and and you know and watching it back i'm like oh i should have just thrown in the towel and just been a little more off the cuff but but eric you know god bless him he was really focusing because we had a challenge which was to try and beat you guys um and so he really wanted to beat keith i think yeah, I don't think he was going to touch that score. That score was ridiculous. And Keith was like, I I was trying to narrate at first, and I'm like, I'm just in awe because you're not doing anything different than the rest of us do. You're just doing it with more grace and precision. I Whereas know. I look like a fish that's flopping out of water while I play, and you're just like a ballerina. You when know, you're watching like, someone, nothing. yeah, that's good play pinball, it's quite something. I mean, m- much like a lot of stuff, you know, like whether it's an instrument or or someone who plays sports that's really good, they make it look effortless, right? Like they do. They he's do. making look, at, you know. And Eric was the same way. Like they're hitting shots, they're repeating all these shots that are like, if you hit it once, you know, in a dozen games, you're like, oh, I've really done something. Meanwhile, these guys are hitting all these shots multiple times, and they're like, oh, we have to do that. Okay, well, I go here, I go here, I go here. You know, George is like explaining the rules to Eric as he's playing, and the guy mm-hmm. is actually doing what he wants. So I will say, I I got to explain the rules to was it? I got to explain the rules of that game to Dwight. I think it was Dwight. It was either Dwight or Keith. And the rules were very simple. If you keep the round shiny thing above those flappy things at the bottom and aim for the blinky things, you'll probably do okay. Yeah. Good advice. No, it was actually, it was Eric that I explained that to. It was Eric I explained that to. So I'm going to take like three quarters of the credit. George, your actual detailed instructions, way too much. But he just needed to know to aim for the blinky things. Exactly. Yeah. And whenever I, you know, whenever someone starts to explain rules to me, I like gloss over after like the second Same. thing I got to do. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I lost you at, you know, go here. Yeah, I pressed the start button and plunge the ball. What do you want me to do yeah. now? Oh, well, I drained. So now what do I do? I'm just trying to keep the ball, you know, from going Up. between the flippers or like on the sides. That's my main mission, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Anything else is a bonus. <laughs> It was it it was an adventure. I I will say out of the four pinball designer slash coder manufacturer related um, people that I played, I beat three of them. Jeez, how did you do that? And I beat George Fisher. What? Yes, I beat them on stream. There is live proof of this. What so, drugs were you using to get these people to um, crumble? I strictly alcohol, sir. Strictly alcohol, <laughs> and there was plenty of that that weekend. No, I actually I beat Dwight and George because all of a sudden I was decent at Deadpool after Keith walked away and got more on my first ball than I did on my entire game against him, and then some by like quadruple. So I beat them for charity because we were putting money down on the mm-hmm. on the game fields for charity. I beat Eric. On Pirates. I beat Joe Katz on Pirates. Wow. Then Joe Katz and I played Wonka and he destroyed me, but I got to see some really cool modes that I never, ever, ever would have seen unless I took the glass off. Mm-hmm. Away from my triumphs. That was $17 towards flipping the script, by the way. Away from my triumphs, So, <laughs> What did you feel at the end of that charity? Like, did you feel good about it? Did you feel excited? Oh, yeah. Either, like, tell me about your emotions. 
just exhilarated that we had done it, that we, you know, we were on our way to achieving our goals. And it was quite a dramatic finish where they had, a, uh, you know, we were we were more than halfway there. Uh, we were probably I want to say we were two thirds there, if, mem- mm-hmm. if memory serves. And then and then uh, they had an angel investor that came in, you know, toward the um, toward the 11th hour that uh, kind of pushed us the rest of the way. But but along the way, the community was so fantastic in supporting the whole thing that that by the end of the hour and a half, I was like, oh, I wish I could do another hour and a half. You know, like I, you just wanted to keep going and keep keep helping and keep participating in the, in the whole thing because it was so fun. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot of exhilaration and just the adrenaline dump afterwards was unbelievable. How did you feel after being with Eric or with uh, Keith for that long? Relieved because I didn't, (laughs) I was relieved too, honestly. (laughs) I, I absolutely, I really do adore Keith. He is a a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. He is very reserved and he's kind of hard to read, um, but he's got a great sense of humor. He was very invested in this. Like I actually, I reached out to him the other day and I was like, you know, hey, this is how much we raised. Which, by the way, I'm sure you saw on the chain. Um, there's a private group chat that was going on, but we raised almost twenty-seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars for Learning Solutions in Utah, yep. which is phenomenal. So thank you to in anybody. In twelve hours, like unbelievable. Yes. So anybody and everybody who participated, thank you so very much. Like. I think it's 32 families that's going to help with or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's insane what we're doing. It's so cool. So congratulations, Josh, you did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, and I, Scott. Yeah. Well, you know, Scott was there too, but he was, yeah, there he, was he was tagging along. He's just pretty. <laughs> no, love you, Scott. It, it was very cool, but I'm, I'm very much, I do podcasting versus live streaming because I can edit out when I sound ridiculous and I tend to get excited and not think before I speak so I was very nervous <laughs> I was too yeah, I was yeah. terrified because I, I that happens to me as well the foot and mouth it's like my one of my one of my hallmarks you know at some yeah. point I'm going to do it and um usually think, at the worst time right yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's gonna I'm gonna say something inappropriate I'm gonna say you know I'm gonna think something's funny when it's not funny you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just don't want to offend anybody. I'm going to, I got to, I got to just get through this. But it was great. Again, Eric was such a nice guy. That's the great thing that I noticed about, about pretty much everybody that I was chatting with throughout the weekend is that everybody is very approachable um, and very unassuming, you know. So, mm-hmm. so they're extremely friendly. They're very easy to um, approach if you don't know them and they're happy to engage you. Uh, because, you know, we all have this one thing in common, which is our love for this hobby, you know, which yeah. which you don't think is, you know, a big deal. But I'm telling you, it it really it really paves the way for some great conversation and brings people's defenses down early, you know, because we're all participating and enjoying this fantastic uh, pastime, which is pinball. So in the midst of flipping the script. And I know that um, that Zach and Dennis touched on this too, but it was so cool. I'm going to touch on it again. I will beat the dead horse. I don't care because Zach, I was on page one. Beat it. You got to sign an autograph book. Yes. How cool was that? Yes. So so there was a uh, a gentleman there, a guy there by the name of Dan Rosenstein, and his uh, daughter Haley. Um, he Dan made Haley a a wonderful autograph book that had photographs of 
you know, media providers and anybody that kind of, that worked in that works in pinball who might be there at the at the convention for her to be able to uh, as a as a pastime to be able to look for these people and to be able to approach people and have them sign it like you would the Disney princesses say at uh, at Disney World at Disneyland and it was such a fantastic idea and uh, it was so both humbling and also uh in you know extremely endearing to to meet Haley who was you know just you know gaga at at everybody um and just i think being there as we all are you know we're we're all kind of kids at heart and we're all in awe you know as we're seeing all these people in in pinball that we've uh either had conversations with or look up to or you know idolize their name while they're playing their game yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she's not doing that yet no exactly so you know it was just a really fun um experience to have to you know have her uh to be approached by them both and to realize that they've actually created you know a picture of all these people including you know myself and there there i am holding you know my daughter mia uh, it was a little older but she was my daughter was probably about five i think when that picture was taken and um Anyway, it was it was uh, again, it was a bit of an out of body experience um, and a really fun idea um, that Dan did. Um, I've actually Dan and I, you know, again, such a great guy. um, And we've had a few uh, really fun conversations. I'm going to tell you something you might not know about Dan. Uh Oh, so here's what I found out, because the day that we did this, the flip in the script, um, I was actually wearing a back to back to the future T-shirt. Which Love is his all-time favorite movie, and all-time he is a huge movie. DeLorean fan. Yes, and he has multiple DeLoreans. Yes, so much so, and you obviously know <laughs> that he is converting a vintage DeLorean into an electric vehicle. Believe it or not. Yes. And this is, you know, I'm not telling anything out of uh, out of turn here. He's got a a, a public um, uh, an open open source page that you can go and uh, and take a look and see his progress and what he's doing to do all this. But I was just blown away that someone, you know, was even taking this on and uh, and just to sort of learn about about, you know, that journey and uh, what an interesting, fascinating guy um, and and just such an easy guy to talk to again, just mm-hmm. like just like everybody there. So, you know, you make friends when you go. That's that's the fun thing is that, you know, I didn't know Dan before I went, but now I feel like I'm, you know, I made a friend and we connected and when we continue to connect and I hope to see him again at the next show or when, you know, if he's ever in town and, you know, up here or, or you know, so it's like, again, you, you, you really um, connect with people, which I, which I didn't expect on that level in going there. Were you kind of expecting the the people that we look up to because you're you're kind of like me like you you talk about these player these designers and the coders and the guys who do the art and the guys who do the mechs and everything you almost like idolize them almost like a I don't want to say a Hollywood movie star but they almost kind of are for the pinball world mm-hmm. and you're like oh you know that's Eric Minier he worked with Slash yeah oh that's Keith this Owen am- yeah he was the he- number one player in the world and he did Godzilla and you're like you almost are in awe of them to the point you can't approach them. And then when you start talking to them, you're just like, oh, man, you deal with the same crap I do trying to get the kids ready for school in the morning. Yeah. You know? Damn, or, these guys are just like they're normal or, people. And they're yeah. so again, they're so down to earth um, that it's almost it's almost shocking, you know, because it's you don't find many hobbies where the top 
people in a particular industry or hobby are so approachable and so available. And whether it was, you know, Gary Stern, who, of course, owns Stern Pinball, uh, George Gomez, who's their chief creative officer there and and the head head dude there. um, Jack Renari uh, was walking around. Jack Renari was walking around. Steve Ritchie was hanging out. Like everybody was there. Just everybody. John Borg, like all all the major people at these at these companies, um, you know, Jack Danger, like Mm -hmm. just everybody is there um, and and is accessible and approachable. And so. You really do feel like a kid in a candy store at the end of the day. I mean, it's quite it's quite dizzying and the hours just tick by. Like I I thought I would be, you know, and looking back, I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't check out this area. Or I didn't check out mm-hmm. that machine or I didn't kind of search this out. I because, didn't take enough pictures. Yeah. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, and because you're just so caught up in the people, which which, you know, like like Joel said, um, it is all about the people at the end of the day. And. And man, was it ever worth it just for that? You know, if we were just in a giant room full of these people, it would still, well, it's not phase it. It would be, a, you know, <laughs> It'd be a it is a little bit about the machines, but <laughs> it, it kind of is. It kind of is. There were some cool machines there. There were so, some cool machines. So kind of move it. I'm trying to kind of move through the yep. days as I remember them vaguely, because there was a lot of fun to be had. Yes, there was. So Friday, we kind of had an open day. We got to play Bond. Very fun. A great shooter. Definitely a Gomi game. Such a good shooter. I, I'm curious about the, uh, I don't want to call it a bash target because that would be wrong. <laughs> we'll skip that Yes, part. the cylindrical. Uh, the, the spaceship rocket. Rocket thing in the top left. Yes. Yep. Yep. That was interesting. It was getting a lot of attention at the show. Yep. It was. We got, there was a lot of a lot of you know off color jokes about that throughout the event. Well, not from our group. No, we were strictly professional adults. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not walking back outside tonight. I'll get struck by lightning. It's not even cloudy out. We got to see the new Mandalorian topper. Very cool. Yeah. Oh. Very cool. And Dwight again. Should we tell our story about Dwight? What happened? Not until we get to Saturday. All right. All Gotta right. wait till Saturday. But a very cool topper to see it. Of course, that dropped on, I believe it was the Thursday, the start of the show. And so it kind of took everybody by surprise. Wednesday. I feel like, it dropped, oh, was it Wednesday? It okay. dropped Wednesday because Zach and Nicole were driving to Expo and Zach's phone oh, started blowing up. Yep. I feel like somebody always drops something, whether it's whether it's JJP or Stern or one of the one of the major guys always, you know, uh, makes a bit of a surprise announcement at these at these big shows and i do think that the the mandalorian topper was the sort of surprise reveal uh for for most people and uh wow it, it did not disappoint which to see it in person and you're like oh geez i can see why people are parting you know when you see when you hear about the price you're like wow like who's gonna buy that and then you realize <laughs> we're, we're on the list for it yeah <laughs> And then you see it and you're like, well, I guess I, I know why, because <laughs> it, it looks pretty damn nice. And the pictures in the video don't do it they justice don't. at all, uh, at all. That game has, or that topper has so many cool things, not even getting into like the extra modes and the mini wizard mode and everything and the yeah. extra multiballs. Like, it's just really, really, really amazing. I think it's really cool, too, that um, I'm not sure if you heard Dwight talking about this. He had talked about it on the, the flipping out. Um, tailgate stream and then he had walked us over and kind of walked us through it so he and his son both were working on it his son did an externship with stern pinball that's 
Right. Yep. And they were working on it. They have been working on this for the last two years, which was kind of funny because this time last year we had to wait on the show and we're like, hey, if we do a Harry Potter pin, we need to have like a holograph with like the Patronus or the Dementors or something. And he was just like smiling. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, never mind, because y'all already have this in the works. (laughs) Such a cool technology. I love that you can log in and it will show you your stats on Mando. So cool. Yeah, the time and effort that you can tell they've right away that they've this is not your ordinary plastic uh, LED light topper. Uh, They put a ton of effort into this. And I think the the results show and the support that they're getting uh, with, you know, with basically a sellout for what they had brought in initially on their uh, initial production run. It, you know, speaks for itself as well. I mean. If you had said a couple of years ago that people were going to be forking over $2,000 for a, a topper, uh, you know, you would even ask though it was Mandalorian, head, right? Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, no, no, we, we are you crazy. Meanwhile, they can't keep these things in stock. Like like Zach said, when he was driving in, he, his phone was blowing up and he, he was like, well, I just blew through my allotment, you know? Yeah. I think Dwight was completely floored by that as well, you know, because I because you never really know, I think, at the end of the day. I mean, these guys are so humble too. they always figure like I, I always think in the back of my head, you know, when they're doing this stuff. And then and then, of course, they probably don't have any say on the price. And then someone comes up with the price. I'm sure it's like George is like, well, guess what? We're going to sell it for two grand. And Dwight's like, well, there goes that one. <laughs> but I mean, I'm Dwight- sure he's thinking two thousand. Jeez. You maybe know, and but, maybe not, because he knew yeah. what how much work. I mean, two years worth of work into this. This is uh, yeah, just again, it's not just a piece of molded plastic with uh, with a few lights attached to it. I mean, the amount of programming and effort they that they have put into this thing is quite unbelievable. I think. Do you think it's a sort of rage uh, killer? I think it's right up there. You know. Yeah. I I, I think. Uh, you know, again, the sort of rage, why it's so obviously it's so unique because it's so mechanical in in the way that head moves and kind of, uh, you know, tries to interact with the player. Um, this it degrades I, and heckles you. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're so, all sadists at heart. I mean, it's it's no doubt uh, if if Mandalorian's number one, this is a strong, you know, a, a strong second place. You could argue that either one could be number one and number two in my mind. Uh, but but for sure, they're both unbelievable. And these are the types of toppers that I think people want to see more of and are willing to pay the big dollars for, no doubt. Well, you know, Keith and I actually talked about that. And, and for Godzilla, it's actually going to be Godzilla with full-blown nuclear reactions and lasers coming out nice. of his eyes. Yeah. And then a, like a baby Godzilla who like hatches <laughs> out of an egg. And, I, can't, I can't do the Godzilla <laughs> noise like Dennis can. <laughs> so <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. I have a lot of practice. Yeah. Yeah. I still think he should put like a cat's meow in there about every 130th roar and it just be like, meow. Yeah, exactly. See who catches it. Magic Girl. Did you get to play Magic Girl? I got to play it. I didn't play it for very long. Um, I can't remember. I want to say that was set to a two ball uh, game as well because there was always a lineup around it. And um, 
So, yes, I got to play Magic Girl. Um, it was about what I expected, which was a beautiful looking game. The art on the John Papadou art is, you know, spectacular. Um, the things lit up like a Christmas tree. But at the end of the day, when you look at the play field, it's like a giant mountain of plastic at, at the top in the center, which is this spiraling ramp that, you know, appears to go to nowhere. And in fact, I was able to, in the in the brief time I had on it, I was actually able to get a ball up there. And, you know, it's pretty fun when, you, you know, probably one in 20 shots, you're going to you're going to make it because that damn ramp is steep. Um, but but again, you realize when you're playing it that it is no no joke, a, a, a total clunk fest it is not a good shooter in any way. Um, you know, it's an amusing game, um, but not worth, I would, I would, uh, in my mind, not worth the, the hype or the, um, the collectability that, that some people have, uh, and the high dollar values that some people have placed on it. It's, it's, I think it's one of those games that be just because it's so rare, people are always going to want what they can't have. And certainly, those collectors in Europe that got together and were bound and determined to finish that code that, of course, uh, John wasn't able to finish, um, I think must be very happy with the final result. You know, the problem with it, though, of course, is that there are very few out there. And so most people will probably never get to see one of these things, um, you know, in a barcade or an arcade uh, just because they are so rare. But but it was quite something to see it. And I can see why people, you know, there was always a lineup in front of it because it's not something you're going to see at every uh, every expo. So I was a little bit uh, perplexed and confused as to why David Fix and uh, who was an organizer of Expo and um, and the other organizer who named Robert, just, uh, Robert. I was a little confused as to why, um, you know, they were bringing it in. But once I saw it in person, it all made sense to me. And the amount of attention it got at the show, too, I could see. I'm like, all right, well, they they made the right choice because it was certainly a fixture there and an attraction that uh, that a lot of people wanted to see. Did you get to play Queen? I got to play Queen. It was, you know, and as I was saying on Joe's, Joel's stream uh, last week, it was a bit of a letdown in my mind. Um, I am a Queen fan. I didn't have high expectations for this pin, and unfortunately, when I played it, it sort of met those low expectations. <laughs> it, it didn't let you down, huh? No. I was bummed. I want to hear it. I know. It. You know, I wish I could have – I wish – you know, the, the place is so loud being at one of these things because there's just so many people and the noise of the machines and stuff. It was very hard to hear the music. I wish – you know, in an ideal world, you you know, it was in its own room and you could really kind of uh, let the music sort of wash over you and hopefully um, save the game in, in some ways from being, I would say, very mediocre in, in my estimation. Um, but I don't doubt they're going to sell it because there are some die, diehard Queen fans who are just going to buy it just because and um, who think it's good enough. Um, it wasn't I think, a terrible shooter. Yeah, it just wasn't. Well, but there, there were no shots to write home about. Like there were no shots that I found at least when I played it. that was like, ah, it didn't scratch that itch for me. And for the price too, that's, yeah. that's the real thing. Like if this game had been priced several thousand dollars underneath, even say a, a stern premium or, or underneath a pro, I would be like, okay, well I can see the, the, the value there, but 
they they aren't doing that and and so i don't see the value there because the bar has been set so high by uh stern and jjp and others that um i just think these guys are riding the coattails on the success of uh of the industry leaders right now frankly um so yeah it it is what it is that's uh that's what they've uh, chosen to do and i'm sure they're going to sell units um but it's it's not going to be a barn burner in my estimation, just because I think people people know in the end the hobby is smart enough to know a winner when they see it. And unfortunately, I don't think this is one. Are we, though? Are we? <laughs> Zeppelin, I'm talking to you. Sorry, I want to love that game because I love that music, but it's not that it's not worth it for the Jupiter. Zach liked it. I mean, Zach liked it. Um, Zach liked it because uh, he's selling I think he gave them. it a solid B plus. He gave it a B plus. Oh. Oh, well, that's perplexing because I'm pretty sure that he's given Godzilla, Deadpool, um, Guns N' Roses, Pirates. Let's keep going. Yeah, all of them. B plus. He gave Halloween a solid B+. Plus. <laughs> don't spit your drink out, please. I don't want to hurt any computers. <laughs> I digress. Went down the wrong hatch. Womp womp. We love Zach, though. We love him. <laughs> we do. We do. So this was kind and of his your B pluses. In his B pluses. So this was kind of your first time meeting Zach and Nicole in person, too. Wow. How are, amazing are they? They are honestly. I. Why isn't everybody buying their pinball machines from these people? People. What the heck? I mean, I have never met two people who were running a business at a convention be so welcoming and open with their time and the space that they had paid big dollars to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Zach and Nicole don't do anything halfway. So they had one of the largest displays at Expo. It it actually, I think, put some of the manufacturers to shame. It was it was so big, their, their main display. You got and, intimately familiar with that display, too, because or no, you actually you weren't there Wednesday. We had everybody that came in with us Wednesday get very, very familiar with that display because we made them work. Ah, yes. Next well, year I helped, you I helped take early. it down, and yeah. it is quite the contraption to take down. There is a lot of parts to that mm-hmm. to that thing. But you know, Zach and Nicole, such nice people. They were so welcoming to everybody, whether you know they knew you or not, that I I just couldn't tell who was who in that booth after a while. You know, I keep coming and going. I'm like, you know, Zach would be talking to people like he was their best friend. I'm like, who, who is that guy? He's like, I, I don't know. He's just a you know potential customer, someone who who likes the show. Never met him before. I'm like, jeez. But what's crazy is like the people who came over who were like, oh, yeah, I bought a game from you three years ago. And he's like, oh, yeah, you bought this game on, yeah. you know, and he's like, did you ever get those the side armor that I sent you? Or did you ever get the shooter rod? Or, mm-hmm. hey, we have toppers in stock for that game. Or, you know, what about the poster? Did it look good in your game room? Like they remember this stuff. It's I don't know how he does it. Yeah. And knows all the inventory they got. I mean, he, when I was talking to him. Um, he was just rhyming off all of the games that they have in, excuse me, in stock right now. And my mouth is just watering. I'm like, well, I wish there was a distributor up here who was doing what these guys are doing. It is quite, I just think it's quite unbelievable. There's my dog barking. Um, so yeah, it was so nice to meet Zach and Nicole. They were, you know, of course, I, you know, I talked to Zach, I've talked to Zach many times, um, and so, but just to see and and be with him face to face, he was everything uh, that I thought he would be and more. And 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 same with Nicole. I mean, the, just the nicest, She's warmest the people. She's biggest sweetheart. I I, I, I was I was blown away. They they were 
you know, by far, I think one of the highlights of the show for me was was uh, being with those guys and just the embracing of of, uh, you know, Zach and Nicole was un- unbelievable, you know. It's it's phenomenal. And and then the people that come over, not just like potential customers or people who are interested in the booth, like the people from the factory and the industries yeah. and the the other personalities and just the names that people recognize that come over and and have such a great relationship with Zach and Nicole and introduce themselves. It's just it speaks volumes for them. These people will bend over backwards if you're a customer. I mean. If you're a customer of these people, they will bend over backwards for you. It doesn't matter whether you're down the street or across the country. They, everybody, they they treat everybody like they're your long lost relatives, you know. That likes you. It, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and want to give you free booze and want to have you over to their house for dinner and you know like uh, again, just uh, just salt of the earth people. Um, I, you know, y- you want to just do any, anything for these guys and poor Zach, there he is, had just had back surgery, <laughs> not even a month ago, a few, only a few weeks it was ago, like two weeks before <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And there he is, you know, he's, he's, he's hugging everybody. He's, you know what I mean? People are slapping him on the back and like, <laughs> it was, it was his lower back that had surgery. Cause he actually, oh no, he had a, a thorough medical exam, um, I took oh, a look I heard and then, about that. yeah, I took a look and I, I didn't like what I saw. So then I brought Scott, Lar- Scott Larson over, who's an anesthesiologist, and he looked and he's like, well, and he starts taking pictures. It's like, I'm sending it to my neurosurgeon. Did you put on rubber Zach. gloves? Were rubber yeah. gloves put on before? Uh, the, yeah. No, I just, I just kind of wrapped it in, you know, a, a banner or something. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Exactly. What do we have lying around in here? A couple of Godzilla banners and a topper and what, what, what can we do? I, I rinsed it off with some fireball. It's fine so so yeah so thursday friday were amazing saturday saturday was a first for both of us Mm -hmm. because last year mike and i had tickets for pinball olympics and we had been in chicago for the week at that point in time we were exhausted i was exhausted i turn into a pumpkin when i get hungry or very very tired um as some people saw on saturday i apologize for that yes yes I very much turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> it's not nice. And hangry Am- Amanda came out to, to oh, play a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't. There's no midway. Like I'm either fine or I am hangry. There is not like. There's not a midway. So Saturday we we went to Pinball Olympics this year because last year we like sold our tickets or gave them away or something. That and and we had another noob with us too. So there was like four noobs in the car. Uh, our new friend Julie was mm-hmm. with us. It was her first pinball show. She's just got into this hobby over the summer. So she kind of got this treatment too. She rode with us. It's like a 40 minute drive. So that was a fun ride there with my husband driving. I'm so glad we got there. Safely. Yeah. And you navigating and, and, you know, yelling out instructions as Mike was, you know, veering all over the road. <laughs> oh my word. It was yeah. a good time. Everyone it was, was having fun. It was fun. That setup was nuts. It was crazy. I I don't know what I expected. I thought I I thought we'd walk into a room with maybe a dozen pinball machines and and everyone would kind of be standing around and there'd be a lot of waiting and I I don't know. Again, I had very low expectations even though everyone was telling us it was a ton of fun. I'm like, ah, how much fun can it be? I 
I just laughed the entire time. It was so much fun. And and was so excited when I saw the setup that they had there. I was like, oh, my God. The games, the volume of games and the condition yeah. of the games. Yeah. And and how many of them they had modified to be in the show. I mean, some like you said, like everything from new to old. Uh, they the amount, again, of time and effort they put into that event was quite something and how casual and easy it was to attend it and to participate in it like i thought there would be some sort of formal i don't know like a tournament like okay here we go and then everyone kind of like gets in line and and Yeah. yeah and it would and now you're waiting for like a half an hour to get one game or whatever and i can remember just walking around and i don't know if it was you or mike or someone was just like dude, get over here. We're starting. I'm like, what do you mean we're starting? And you were just set up at a game and we just started playing. I'm like, well, no one's even told told us how to play. Like, here are the rules. And they have like rule sheets in front of every game about how to do it. And then you write down your score at the end. And it was just so easy. You know, I'm like, if tournaments are only like this in reality, I'd be playing them all the time because it was just so damn easy. It it was so much fun. I don't know how much detail we can get into on it because this is a family show. Some of them were very adult. Yes, there was a lot of adult theming going on. There were some really cool setups, though. Did you get a medal? I did not get a medal, unfortunately, yes. But I heard you did. I, I did. I got a medal. I, I think Metallica was based on lowest score because I got bronze. <laughs> Josh finally was a, a medal us. for the lowest score i know josh was destroying us on that so they had two metallica set up side by side and if you hit a certain was it a certain drop target or a certain was, yeah like, it, was, it was the drops on the left which spell fuel if you yep. if you made that you tilted out the the other player yeah so so side by side games you spell fuel on yours you tilt out the person next to you yep. so it you, was and then the other person yep. takes over right Yep, yep. So we were kind of all playing, and it was like unlimited games. You could restart or whatever and, and just keep going. So we were kind of playing against, um, I want to say it was Manu and George and Josh and Scott, Scott. I think. Yes. And it was you, Mike, Julie, and myself. Yep. So already, the odds are not in our favor. No, they weren't. It was not good. It was, no. No. It was like, yeah, it was not good. <laughs> I've only played Metallica like once in my life. How many times have you played it? Oh, only a few times as well. I was hoping my inebriation was actually going to help me in this case. That somehow, <laughs> you know, my instincts were going to take over and it was going to be a, a miracle on ice. But no, it was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and I think the only reason I got bronze was Josh tilted me out. I plunged a ball and as soon as ball saved my ball was still like bouncing around in the pops and as soon or the slings or something. And as soon as my ball save turned off, I got tilted out. And then the next game, like I immediately tilted out as the ball was lunging, like plunged up the shooter lane. Nope. Tilted. I was like, sweet. So embarrassing. So I got a trophy. I was happy. I got a token on. So fantastic. Um, on safe cracker too. While we were there. Oh, you did. I didn't realize I did. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited. I actually, um, on Saturday when we got back, we went to the Stern signing, the autograph session, because we had some banners with us that we wanted to get signed. And they had this mm-hmm. gorgeous, like, map, picture, blueprint type thing that we had everybody sign. So I am framing that with my $15 from 
our dollars on the glass with George and um, and Dwight. And then my Joe Katz dollar that I want to get on Pirates and my Eric Minier dollar that I want on Pirates. Fun. And my token and my my uh, my little plastic 3D print <laughs> medal from Pinball Olympics. And they're getting framed and put next to my master's degree because one of them was a lot more fun to get than the other. And not only were the games fantastic there, but it was basically all you can eat, all you can drink, all you can eat tacos, not were and they being weren't freshly like, made. Yeah, you know? those weren't like ground beef with some like no, this is not seasoning. Like, yeah, this is not like Taco Bell disgustingness. This is like authentic Mexican, oh, amazing tacos. Yes. Three different flavors. I think they had beef, pork and chicken, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a they had carnitas, a, uh, carnitas, they had steak and they had chicken. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was so amazing. It was so amazing. With and, the sides. Yeah, with all the sides and fixings, it was, you know, the, ugh, it was crazy. I, I was like, the longer I stayed there, the more I didn't want to leave. And and so when we when we finally had to go, I was like, I, I got to go because it's I'm not leaving. If, if it's if we don't leave now, I may never leave, you know. And, and we were in kind of an inter- interesting predicament. So last year, everybody drove. And it's at a private mm-hmm. residence. Um, and this year they were like, okay, wait a second. There's 100 tickets sold. So potentially 100 cars. You know, it's in a private residence. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this year they did have a shuttle. Well, we had rented a car and we had a designated driver. So you ended up riding with us. And we had a fourth passenger. We were in a very small rental car. <laughs> that car was not big. Well, on the way back, we um, happened to, on our way home, get notification from our good friend Dwight Sullivan, who needed to get back to Expo and didn't have a ride. So we got to give Dwight a ride back to Expo, and you got to pick Dwight's brain in the back of a Kia Soul. It was crazy. I was, you know, first, (laughs) you know, on Thursday, here I am interviewing Eric Minier one of the premier designers in the in the pinball hobby. Now I'm in the back seat with Dwight Sullivan, one of the premier coders in the pinball industry. Who a does, legend. He's a uh, legend. Just a legend. Is blinded by the Dwight. I mean, I uh, and I was the first. I think ten minutes. I was. I didn't want to say anything because I was. I was just like, okay, don't. I could tell you were don't nervous. Make, don't make eye contact. Don't <laughs> say anything. Just nod. Just you know. And Dwight, again, just like everybody else, everybody else, uh, I'd say 99% of the people in the in the hobby is so nice, unassuming, uh, so pleasant to talk with, uh, you know, regardless of what the topic is, um, you know, a real worldly uh, guy. And and we talked about everything from the weather to sports to, you know, movies, what we were watching on Netflix to uh, setting up a new distribution for pinball in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like we you guys covered a, a myriad yeah. stuff. So, so it was, what a thrill to to spend, uh, you know, some time with him. Um, you know, again, in a very, you know, natural, unassuming, you know, environment, which is in a car <laughs> driving from point A to point B, and uh, and he was again just extremely. Um, uh, open and was was happy to talk about anything and uh, he was jealous of your vehicle which one what are you talking your about your jeep oh that's right yes yeah. so we got talking about cars as well 
and uh and how he'd always wanted a jeep and uh, uh yeah so we just ha- we just had the best time chatting with him and um and he was very complimentary at the end i think too just in general of um you know t- you know tpn in general uh when we got out of the car which i was floored about it, it just to end the sort of conversation and and he was um you know i think he said in general i, I you know TPN is such a positive, you know, uh, thing. We all love listening to you guys and uh, just keep up the great work. And I was like, jeez, you know, you keep up the great work, Dwight. Holy cow. Yeah, you're the one giving us stuff to talk about. I mean, we're just doing this because of you. Exactly. Dwight is an amazing, amazing human being. I absolutely love talking to him because he is. He's, again, like you said, you know, he's so approachable and he's so, it's not just focused on, what he's done in pinball like he's he's just one of the guys he's one of the people he's one of the friends he's so so awesome we um you also had an interesting dinner on saturday night (laughs) after i turned into a very angry demon (laughs) how what took us to this place i who wanted this julie was it julie oh it was julie so so while we were at, so let me preface this. I take medication for my ADHD and it suppresses my appetite. <laughs> so I had not ate all day. So I'm like smelling the delicious I was like, Mexican Amanda, food. Amanda, you have to eat something. I know, but we I were just, begging it, you. it like, it destroys my appetite. So I had not ate anything all day and we had been at pinball Olympics and, and I'm also like, I'm one of those people that's like, I am all about hanging out and partying and everything. And then there's just a threshold where I'm like, okay, no more people. I just need a break. Mm-hmm. I, I just I'm, I'm all peopled out and I just need a break. Expo is a lot of people. It's a lot of interaction. There's a few and people I, there. Yeah. And yeah, a few, one or two. And I do. I love the interaction. I love spending time with the people and hanging out with everybody. But sometimes I don't want to yell to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we were going to dinner on Saturday. There was a small group of us that was going. Small. It was like ended there was up like being ten like, of us. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, ended I up mean, being about twelve, I think, at the end of the day. But for Expo, that's not big. No. So uh, so we're sitting there like, okay, well, let's go. Like, we need a deep dish pizza. Everybody was like, we got to eat real Chicago deep dish pizza. Mm-hmm. Well, we, last year we had gone to Luminati's. Um, and this year we were going to go and Janelle and George were like, well, let's go to this other place. And I was like, well, Julie really wants to go to Luminati's. Like, we we kind of have to go. And we have a car. George and Janelle had a car. We we're trying to figure out, you know, transportation. Well, as, as we were talking about it, well, then Josh and Scott were going. Well, then Mark Silk was going. Mm-hmm. Voice actor extraordinaire. Oh, my gosh. He is so Who amazing. We wrangled into our Motley crew. Uh, it was such a Motley crew. How did we not drag Rorden into all of this? Because Rorden was just right up there with us. On I know. We the missed him, I know. Oh, love Rorden. He love was so Rorden. amazing. He was, he was awesome as well. Oh, he's so cool. I I miss Rorden. Rorden, I miss you, buddy. We, we're birthday twins. Are you? Yep. We are birthday twins. So, yeah, absolutely love some Rorden, though. I got to hang out with him on Wednesday, though. But that was really cool. But, yes, love, love, love some Rorden. Who else ended up tagging along with us in our mismatch of, of people? <laughs> I think that was close to everybody. So so we, we start talking about food and George and Janelle make reservations mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, well we can get you guys in at like, I think it was like seven 30 and it's like seven ten. 
And I'm like, okay, guys, we got to go. Well, everybody starts chit chatting. I know, which is a disaster. It's, it it's was so like being at Disney distracted. World. I know. It was like being at Disney World and trying to get people going, everybody going in one direction. It's almost impossible. And it was hurting when, cats. Yeah. And when you're hungry and you're like, you just want to get there, it's like, it takes, it, it feels like it's taking 10 times longer. And that's what it felt like to me. It was to the point it where it was almost, it, the hilarity was taking over, right? Because it was like, we got going in one direction and then we lost a few people and then we're trying to get those people back. And then, we're Someone got the car thing. Yeah. And just, oh, yeah. I, I, again, I apologize because I literally, I hit a wall and I was like, Amanda was losing it. My blood sugar tanked. I do. I also have blood sugar issues. So not eating, yeah. it's not in my benefit, especially when I've been drinking all day. I just my blood drinking. Yeah. I mean, we did too, but like, it was like, okay, blood sugar tanked. And then I'm also sitting there thinking it's Saturday night. It's almost eight o'clock now. Their pizzas take 45 minutes to cook. We have to fly out like our plane leaves at 6 a.m. tomorrow You're morning. already doing the math. About yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we got to return the car. We got to pack. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to we got to go back and say goodbye to everybody. It's going to be after midnight before we even get back. And we got to be up at like three in the morning. So please don't book a red eye flight when you're oh coming out of expo. That would be my advice to everybody. Do not do that, please. Go for later <laughs> in the day. The only reason we did it is we both had to be at work on Monday morning. I don't care late. what the excuses are. <laughs> I know. And I miss my kid. I really like my kid and I kind of missed her. So I was like, crap, because she had been with the grandparents all weekend and we needed to kind of give her a reprieve. So, so yeah, um, but we did get to go to pizza. Um, that was a it was, very it was delicious. Oh it was God, delicious. So uh, when we got there, of course, our reservation wasn't <laughs> available it was, it was somehow. Up. Yeah, it was all jacked up. So, you know, George Fisher, again, saved the day. He got us back on track. And because uh, they, of course, they wouldn't believe us that we called in a mere And then they hour found ago. our pizza order. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was all weird. I, I, again, I just, I just kept talking and hoping that at some point someone would present pizza in front of me and that we would actually start eating at some point. Oh my gosh. There were drinks it? being ordered while, and people were drinking as we were standing, waiting to be seated. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, like, I swear seated. Mark started eating a salad when we were still standing there. I don't know where it came from, but I all don't. of a sudden this it was somebody's to-go box eggs, that, like, got that. left on the counter or something. Who knows? And then, like, Everyone's the just grabbing for something to, to yes. hold on to. And then the waitress comes over and she, like, grabs drinks and grabs food orders. And I'm like, I, I, I've asked for this multiple times. If you don't feed me, I'm going to eat your arm. <laughs> a little tear kind of rolled down your There was kind of a little tear. Yeah. There was a little tear. It was so good, though. Please. It was delicious. It was worth the wait. It was. It was. Their, their food is so good. So... On a scale of one to ten, one being, oh my gosh, I'm like blocking you all and changing my identity, <laughs> and ten being, I've already booked my room for next year. Are this you one going? goes to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> this is it was off the app. charts. Yeah, exactly. I it was beyond my expectations. I thought the venue was fantastic. I know there have been cr some criticisms that the venue was too large. I thought it was actually great that it was so big um and you know i thought the the amenities at the hotel and the conference center as well were were really good it was actually a really nice hotel the rooms were it great is. the lobby is beautiful um it was almost too nice for a pinball convention i thought you know i'm like <laughs> i expected sort of like a 1960s vegas low ceiling like motel six or something yeah like smoky mildly disgusting it was actually <laughs> 
the exact opposite. Um, so, you know, I, I would not, I wouldn't hesitate to go to one of these things again. And I think it was, I was pleasantly surprised again that the, that, uh, you know, Dave and, and Rob, I think really listened to the attendees last year and they, they took a lot of that, uh, constructive criticism to heart and they made a lot of changes that, to make this expo, I think as good as, a, a, an, an, uh, pinball convention as there is, frankly. Now I've only been to one, but <laughs> but now that you're the expert, now <laughs> no, I I agree. After being there last year, I do see what an improvement it was this year with having the vendor area open versus having the vendor and free play yeah. areas segregated. That was not functional. I think the Saturday night did run a little bit long because that does make it hard for people who are trying. Because like we we intended to help Zach and Nicole kind of shut down shop, and they couldn't do it in a time frame that worked for us, which sucked. Mm-hmm. And, and thankfully, you know, you helped. Um, I think Brian Costner stayed and helped. Um, Schmitty and Priscilla were there. And Wes Frazier from Evil Pinball, who had some really cool side oh, armor. Did he you was see awesome. that? Yeah, Wes was a really nice guy as well. And man, does he have some good stuff. I, did, I didn't realize that he had actually created and designed and, and manufactured all that stuff. Yes. Um, so the Toy know. Story side armor that says Andy, or I think it says Andy's Toys, or it just says Andy on either side. Yeah. That was Wes Frazier from yeah. Evil Pinball. And his Cactus Canyon stuff. Oh, so uh, I mean, it was unbelievable, the, the side armor. I, I hadn't seen anything that, again, that detailed, I think, and, uh, and theme-specific before. Mm-hmm. So and the super nice guy as well. Um, he was okay for a Purdue fan. Yeah, you know, I want that hat he was wearing. That was a cool hat. I'm still disappointed he doesn't have yellow shoes. <laughs> and if he's listening, he knows what's up. I thought it was a but, little weird that he and Zach had matching purple shoes. Frankly, <laughs> I was a little weirded out by that. I was going to. <laughs> how, did you notice how tall everybody was? People in this pinball hobby are freakishly tall. I I'm You're not I'm, short. I'm five eleven and I felt I felt inferior being there height wise. I was like, holy, I kept looking up at everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and thinking there were some tall dudes there. I mean, a lot of tall dudes, I thought. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now you know how I feel, because here's me at my little five four self, and I'm just looking up to everybody like a kid walking around an adult restaurant. I'm like, yeah. hi. Yeah, it's crazy. I am so glad you had so much fun. It was fantastic. And of course, hanging out with you, Mike, I mean, boy, what what a thrill that was as well. And you guys just took me in like your like your lost child in the, <laughs> in the expo. I think it was it's gonna be okay, little like, Craigie. It's gonna be okay. Well, I don't I don't wanna say it's a lost child because there were no adults there this weekend. Um <laughs> We we do not make mature choices when we're at Expo. That is not our job. I think George was the most adult of all of us there. He was. He kept everybody on the rails many, many times, you know. And uh, if you were lost, you could just look to George and he would show you the, show you the path. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or at least edit it to make it look pretty when it was on stream. Yeah. And, so. his, and his lovely partner, Janelle, too. I mean, what a, what a She's warm... She's amazing wonderful woman as well who was so patient i mean you know this isn't uh uh, i don't think pinball is her is her first love but there she is supporting george and just having fun with everybody else and uh 
you know, it was just wonderful talking with her and uh, and just again, she worked uh, most of the show, too. Yeah. So like she was actually out. working her day job most of the show and then going and helping us with all of our ridiculousness. Yeah, which was crazy. And there was, you know, enough ridiculousness to go around that she could have been like, I'm out. <laughs> well, I mean, we were <laughs> set up next to the poor man's yard sale booth. Yeah. Drew, which was its own. Sucks a pinball. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're the greatest. I loved it. I had so much fun hanging out with you. We have to do it again. Absolutely. Like TPF, I'm thinking. TPF yeah. is a different breed of a show. That's what I hear. It's a little a little different. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I hear that there are because it's in Texas, you know, Chicago is basically most of the manufacturers are based out of Chicago. So a lot of people who work in the industry are sort of on duty, quote unquote, uh, representing their companies and stuff. And I think in Texas, although obviously all the manufacturers are there, everybody's sort of, you know, out of their home turf. And so I think um, no one's going home, you know, uh, because, yeah. you know, everyone's generally living in Chicago uh, or or around there. And so everyone's kind of stationed out of the out of the convention center. So I, I'm told in um, in Texas. And so people hang out for a little bit longer um, at, at the end of the day. And and because of that, it can be a little more casual or a little more fun, I, I'd say. But I mean, both I can't see how it'd be any more fun than Expo because it was insane how much fun was going on at that place. I, I love Expo for the people. I love TPF for the games. TPF is a lot of fun because... The people who are there, like you said, they're there. Like they're mm-hmm. not, they don't have to go pick the kids up from school. They don't have to go run to the grocery store on their way home. Mm-hmm. TPF, you don't have the turnout like you did. So you're not going to run into Mike Vinicor and Tanya Kais and Peter Dorn and Joe Katz yeah. and Ryan White. And and you're still going to see some of them there. Like last year, uh, John Borg was there. Mike Vinicor was there. Steve Ritchie was there, but you're not going to see that the entire massive yeah. turnout like you do in Chicago. And I think that's what yeah. makes Chicago so special in my heart is I'm going to see the people. I can mm-hmm. play pinball at home, mm-hmm. except for James Bond and Magic Girl and Queen and, you know, like <laughs> 250 other games they had there. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, other than that, but I don't get to see my friends every day. So mm-hmm. I don't get to see, I don't get to hang out with my Craig Bobby or my Eric Minier or my Zach and Nicole or, or you know or my Rorden I love no. Rorden or even Bill Webb I don't he get came to all the way to from Australia just to just to hang out you know like he did geez these the people in this hobby it's unbelievable like as soon as you think that you're kind of mildly obsessed and and, and you know in love and crazy with this hobby you're you run into like Dozens of people who are just like off the charts, you know, and there's a guy who who, you know, saves his shekels and likes to come to (laughs) shekels. (laughs) Well, in all fairness, I mean, you came from Canada, Canada. (laughs) Oh, wow. You came from Canada. Mark Silk came in from England. We do have shekels in Canada. Canada as well here. Canada. Yes. Yeah, Canada Dry is Dennis Creasel's favorite <laughs> drink when it's on sale. He gets it from uh, the, the pick and save. But yeah, you were you were there from Canada. We had Mark Silk from England. We had Rorden from Australia. We had people from the West Coast. We had people from the East Coast. I am trying. I feel like there was somebody there from there South was- America. 
Um, yep, Mark Silk was from England. Neil McRae, England. Jean-Paul DeWitt. Yeah. The um the individual who does a lot of the animation for the JJP games. He came from I want to say it's Denmark, and I am so so sorry, JP, if I got that wrong. Another amazing amazing personality we got to meet. Um, lots of people from Indiana. We had somebody from Oklahoma. Which is Damn that Travis Murray. Why, why didn't he hang out more with us? That that yeah, I kept he's going playing tournaments. I know. I so I had to go. I, I had one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. We love you. <laughs> Monica won. I don't. I'm not sure if Monica won or not. Well, again, he's in training. He's in training. So <sighs> that was the only thing. I I wish the I wish somehow the the tournament area was a was a little closer to the main hall. I I, I get logistically why they have to be separated, um, and it is almost its own its own world over there. But I wanted more sort of mingling of the of the general hall with the tournament area. Um, even if they had to like walk through it so that we could sort of like distract them or cost them as they were going into into their thing you know haze the tournament players Ray, you hear this i was hanging outside one morning Mm -hmm. uh you know with with rebecca hinsdale from um from hot nudge who uh Mm -hmm. who i met in the starbucks line and uh and then i'm like "Ah, i'm just gonna hang out in front of the tournament area just to see if i know other people and see if i can see travis and monica and all and and ray day and all you know um uh um, oh my god my my brain is like uh it's, it's a lot to remember and take in yeah. all these names and, and tom of course from fox city pinball i didn't get to see tom graf while we were oh, there uh, I was so again bummed. another another guy who's just so nice and his son neil is so great to uh, meet them and hang out see i went tom to that. has a lot to say oh <laughs> He did that day, that's for sure. He was not having a good day. Was between, he hangry too? Between being, he was hangry. I think he was hangry. Uh, he, he Between playing in the tournament and trying to uh, produce the live stream that was going on, it was, the poor guy had his hands full. I don't know how he can do both. Uh, but there he was, God bless him, uh, you know, directing uh, Escher with the rig and, and trying to move it from this game to that. Every time I looked over, Tom and Escher are like, you know, trying to crisscross their way across the uh, the tournament floor. Oh my goodness! Carrying this rig around, it was quite something, uh, and and very funny at the time. Although they didn't think it was so funny, but to a casual observer, it was quite amusing. And um, anyway, it was its own world in there uh, yeah. to uh, to sort of witness that and stuff. So again, just another aspect of the thing. You could go and observe, and uh, and uh, as long as you weren't interfering, they were happy to have you there. And it was a lot of fun just to kind of spend an hour or so watching watching a, a you know a big live uh pinball tournament a little place. intimidating little a little intimidating. a lot intimidating mm-hmm. it was a lot intimidating I, again i was like don't make eye contact don't say anything don't touch anybody don't nudge anybody don't you know <laughs> don't wolf whistle don't pop open your can don't throw things you can't like grab their butts yeah none yeah. of those things this is why i'm not allowed in the tournament area yeah so, you know, Travis and Monica, bad influences in there, too. Bad influences. You know, they they're are so much fun, though. You're up to no good in there. I'm telling you what. <laughs> they are so much fun in there. Well, uh, we are approaching that hour mark. And I know that we both have busy days tomorrow. But thank you. We need thank, our you thank, thank you. We need our- I know. Oh, we don't look like so this much. all the time. <laughs> I'm in bad lighting, so you can't see how bad I look. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am so thrilled you had fun. I had a blast with you. I am going through like Craig Bobby withdrawals. Now. I am too. I'm right now. I'm like, I need me some, I need some more Hamilton time here. You know? Oh my gosh. Cause adulting <laughs> sucks, but I definitely don't want to do expo every weekend. I don't think that I can mentally or physically sustain that for very long. Yeah, that was, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. I cannot wait to see you at TPF. I'll be there. I, yes, I, I can't I got that verbal commitment. Oh, <laughs> breaking news, everybody. <laughs> But will he still be happy with us? You will just have <laughs> yeah. to wait and see. Exactly. Will he be talking to anybody? Who knows? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for co-hosting. You are welcome at any time. I am so excited to see what's to come with our pinball manufacturers for the rest of the year. Um, and look forward to listening to those news segments on TPS. They're way better than pinball market trends. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying that. And thank you so much for having me today, Amanda. I uh, It was a thrill to be here. I'm a huge fan, of course, of you and Bill and your show. And so uh, what, what an honor to be here. And uh, I'll, I'd be on anytime. Anytime Bill's like, I'm going to take a pass this week. You know her to call. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, listeners, so much for um, checking us out. Craig, Bobby, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, who can they reach out to? How do they get a hold of you? You know, it's best they get a hold to Zach, to my agents, Zach and Dennis. They, <laughs> they really control everything about, uh, you know, my persona and uh, and what I do on a day-to-day basis. So I just kind of let them handle the all the details, and I just, I just bring the money. You know what I mean? I bring it. There you go. Bring the rain. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And if anybody wants to get a hold of Bill and I, you can reach out to us at freeplaypinballpodcast at gmail.com. I don't know the password, so if you don't get an answer, it's Bill's fault, not mine. Best way to get a hold of us is through our Facebook page, freeplaypinballpodcast slash facebook.com. Thank you, everybody. Have an amazing night. Take some time out of your day to play some pinball. Do it. Do what the lady says. <laughs> You know, we would have talked about Bill more if he was actually on the show or <laughs> at the show. Or actually there. Around the show. Or... <sighs> <sighs> Bill. We, I actually did get to spend some time with him, believe it or not, when we were breaking down the uh, the uh, flipping out booth. And again, mm-hmm. just a just a, such a nice guy. and Freakishly uh, tall. Yeah, it's huge. I didn't realize how big he was, even though mm-hmm. I've, I've seen him in... Uh, and BD on on stream so so many times. I didn't realize how big the dude is. I mean, he's like a linebacker big. <laughs> yeah, big yeah, dude. he's not. You, dude, did you see how big Jeremy Packer is? Yeah, he's huge too. Uh huh. All those guys, all those guys. I'm telling you, freakishly tall. <laughs>